You still ready? I thought we could, uh, yep, play some shitty music. Yep. <laughs> Just play some real shitty I'm, music. I'm executive producing this episode. That's right. Yeah, you are. About this. You are in charge of this yeah. episode. Uh, before we get in that, I mean, to my left, hailing from Detroit, Michigan, warm-up comedian extraordinaire Gary Cannon. Yes, yes, yes. And to my right, filming his fourth hour in Chicago in a couple weeks. Very excited because I will be joining him. Mr. Steve Byrne, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman's Dojo. Thank you. Oh, okay. We're clapping yeah. for ourselves. There's nobody here. We're clapping for ourselves. Nobody here. By the way, that was a very nice introduction. Sure. Well, I'm excited um, about it. I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised by your enthusiasm yeah. for this week's episode only yeah. because you are in charge. You said I got a great guest I calling do. in. I'm so I excited. Do. You haven't told me anything. Nope. I have no idea anything that's going on in this show. You said let Daddy Let's handle it. it. And Daddy did handle it. Oh, yeah, like a man sure. he handled okay. it. Okay, yeah. all right. Let's, uh, Are we let's ready get to rock and roll, Aaron? Yeah. Okay, great. By the way, uh, you know this gentleman. I'm a big fan of this gentleman. You're a big fan of this gentleman. Yes. And I thought, what a better guest. We are in the, the swing of the football season, right? Mm-hmm. What a better guest to have on this week to talk about football right. than the one and only Frank Caliendo. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no way. Caliendo, is that you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Frank then, yeah. Holy cow, that's awesome, dude. I can't believe you... Uh, that's I can't believe you called true. in. He knows me too well. <laughs> yeah, that is very. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much for calling in. This is this is a genuine surprise. Yeah, a genuine surprise. I uh, I'm a big fan, obviously. And uh, when he did our show, I was a big fan. And I've just I worked with Frank years and years ago at the Irvine Improv, and he tried to get me fired from the show, but I still kept with it through the weekend. <laughs> is and, that true? Uh, no, that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, what a better guest. I wish. I wish. I wish. It is true. He just doesn't know about it. <laughs> the management never told me, like usual. <laughs> they just they told me Sunday night. So, Frank, are you out in Arizona? Yeah, I'm uh, getting ready for some Super Bowl stuff. Uh, yeah, with ESPN, uh, and just uh, we're gonna try something, do something a little. Uh, the Super Bowl time, we always do something bigger, and we're gonna go outside of. We've we've had this plan for a couple months now to go outside and bigger than just the ESPN stuff. Cause I not only have pigeonholed myself with impressions of sports people, I've, impre- I've uh, pigeonholed myself with impressions of sports people from ESPN. So <laughs> right, now right. we're going to try and broaden it out. We got Dean Edwards who's on Saturday Night Live sure. a little bit, and a couple other people uh, doing a bunch of the uh, stuff in it. So it should be pretty good. I think now, with the Super Bowl looming and the playoffs going, I know you live in Phoenix. Are you a Cardinals fan? First of all, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a bad host. Bad host, Steve. Who's the attitude, Steve? <laughs> um, yes. You know what? I've become a fan because of uh, being part of the, the community and stuff like that. So I grew up in Wisconsin, so it was tough for me this last oh, week. It Jesus was Packers Christ. versus Cardinals. And I, I look at it instead of like a, a you know, can't – it's a can't-lose kind of situation instead of a can't-win. And it was. A, I actually went to the game. George Cantor, who you, you were there, may know who op- who opens for me. We were there. Yeah. Oh. I, I actually. I actually. I actually. It was an impression of Aaron Rodgers that I did. I threw those balls. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you thinking when you're in the stands and you look? You you think back just a few games. He throws that hail mary, and then 
I, I was at the Hollywood Improv getting ready to go on, and it, it's ticking down, it's ticking down. I'm thinking there's no way that they're going to do it again. What was, I mean, what is it like being there, seeing that happen? Well, here's what I was thinking. Uh, couldn't my buddy have gotten me better tickets? <laughs> <laughs> Were people just like, you're on TV, right? What, what, why are you with us? Uh, you know what? I, uh, you know, I, I'm shorter than people expect me to be, and I just I go I go undercover. People don't even know. I mean, people most of the time people don't recognize me anyways, if, if, unless I'm wearing a shirt that says I'm the guy from ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you 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 you. You may have seen me on Steve Burns' show. Um, <laughs> That's not true. I can't. I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody um, saw that show. So, and they're always like Steve Bernie. No, Steve Burns. <laughs> Bby. Isn't he kind of Asian? Yeah, he is kind of Asian. But he works with Gary Cannon, right? Yeah. The so podcast? That's a big name. Uh-huh. <laughs> the nurse on Grey's Anatomy. That's what I would say. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it was insane because. My son and I uh, were the ones that were there. Uh, it, it was just the two of us. They they canceled the tickets for everybody else. Um, so we thank you. So we uh, <laughs> we we always think about if we should leave early or not, and then uh, to beat traffic. So we decided not to because it was coming down to the wire. So we obviously stayed. Uh, we didn't go L.A. on it. So exactly. We, you didn't uh, go Miami on it, it either. Yeah, and I and I had just said. I had just said, well, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can do this anymore. A couple of years ago, I think he could have come back, but I don't think he can do it anymore. And then he does it. Yeah, And I was like, my son just looking at me like, you idiot. You don't know anything about football. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was pretty surreal. I think I'm glad the Cardinals won in deep in my heart because, uh, as my son says, the, the Packers seem to go all the time. Uh, so, it's pretty cool to see the Cardinals uh, in this situation. And uh, I've gotten to know Steve Kine, the general manager, and Bruce Arians, the coach. And so it's uh, – I like those guys, and I think it's pretty cool. Well, you are so synonymous with football. Have you always been just a huge football fan? or And, and this is just the greatest gig of any guy's life? Or is this something where you've become more of a fan as it's gone along? Uh, I was always a fan of the Packers growing up, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't a, a, a I, I was a fan of football, but I didn't know the league that much. Um, and then uh, even at the beginning when I was at Fox for the first couple of years, I didn't know that much. And I, I didn't have to because the, I wasn't really doing <laughs> what I wanted to do. I was doing what they wrote anyways. Right. So uh, especially by the time midway through the, the Fox stuff, I started really getting into it and uh, then especially at ESPN, I had to know more because it had to be more about the the league and stuff like that. It couldn't be as broad uh, of uh, comedy anymore. It couldn't be stuff like, you know, a Dr. Phil show. It just doesn't work on ESPN. It kind of works sometimes on Fox, but it definitely <laughs> wouldn't work on ESPN. It's got to be more, it's got to look like ESPN programming and parodying ESPN somehow. That's usually what works. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I became more, and then my son has gotten me into fantasy football, and that's where we really became fans because he's my son's a, a, a nut job is the word that comes to mind. He just, <laughs> he's 11 years old, and he just knows everything. And when I don't know something, he gets mad at me and thinks I'm a fraud. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to ask you this: just recently, uh, Mad TV celebrated its 20th anniversary. Were, were you there? I didn't get to see the uh, the special. No, but... no, I I uh, think it. 
one, I was working on the road, mm-hmm. and two, I think it was some kind of deal where they paid you five hundred bucks or something. Right. And I was like, I'm not coming to L.A. to do that. You know, no, no I'd have done it. And I, I, I never <laughs> had fun. At, what was that? I said I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. You'd have tried to have done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this uh, one more yeah, time. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, and I didn't have a great time at Mad TV. And I think it was my own fault. But it's just a different kind of comedy a lot of time than what I wanted to do. So, and I just all they ever wanted me to do was John Madden, and it was one of those things. And and then George Bush, and that's they even wanted me when I said I didn't want to come back. They're like, "What if you just do George Bush and John Madden every week?" And I was like, <laughs> I, "I don't want to do that. That's kind of the point of why I'm leaving. I, that's all you ever want me to do." So, um, you know, I think a, a lot of people had better time there. But it is it's like anything. It is what you make it. Like on your show, Steve. Everybody was uh, having fun. I think even when people were, you know, everybody gets in that little bit of uh, that downness throughout the seasons and stuff where you're like something on the network. Oh, couldn't they do this for us or something? Everybody gets right, that. Right. It's just normal. But overall, we had a very happy set and, 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 and all that kind of stuff and lots of veterans. And it was pretty cool. Uh, so that, that was a lot of fun to me. Um, and, and just... And I had fun that week. So uh, even the the weird warm up guy was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But I got to ask you. He, he talked too fast. <laughs> He's very quick. <laughs> when did you know you have a knack for this, for for impressions, for just nailing? What, what was your first impression that you did as a kid, even that that maybe sparked something? I, I don't you... know. I, I don't know. As a kid, I mean, I would do impressions of friends and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I'm trying to make characters in my act now because. You never know when one of your friends from high school dies. Uh, the audience <laughs> right, never right, knows. Of course. But it, but they know about all the celebrities. That, like Robin Williams, it's, people still want me to do it, but I'm just weirded out by it. So it's like, ah, okay. Um, but I, I, I don't know. And I don't even aim to try and sound exactly like people. It's not fun to me anymore. I mean, I don't think I was – I think I was okay at it. I think Daryl Hammond was good at it. There's other people – that do better dead on impressions than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm usually trying to find a caricature to make it a take so I can carry the sketch for two minutes or three minutes. Right. Cause if you just do a great impression, like I said, there's tons of people that just do better straight on voice impressions than me. Mm-hmm. But after you get through that 10, 15 seconds, you've got to do something with it that makes the, the, the sketch go. And usually it's at that point, having a, a rock fall on you or something stupid. Right, right. Um, I, I got to ask you this too, because you're obviously so, so incredible at impressions. Prior to Mad TV, was there ever the inkling or thought that SNL is on the horizon for you, or is it just something you never even thought about? Yeah, you know, I wanted to do that. And here is the thing: is I'd done a a sketch comedy show called Hype on the WB. Uh, big with prisoners. Um, <laughs> and it really was. You get, you get, you was. get the, the fan mail, and they'd all be from San Quentin. Uh, fans are fans. So, yeah, yeah, they're a great, no great group of guys. They're out now. Uh, I wrote back. So yeah, I think that's I wanted to, but then they had Daryl Hammond. They had already had Daryl Hammond when I started in comedy. And then they hired Jimmy Fallon at about the time I was going out to L.A. and in New York and stuff. I'd have been on the bench, you know, third string. So right. even if I did an impression, Jimmy was going to get it or Daryl was going to get it. And I, I just didn't want to be in that. So I went the, the route of uh, Mad TV because I was on Fox 
or I wasn't actually on the football show, but Jimmy Kimmel was bringing me on to do the Madden thing once in a while on Fox. And then I went to Mad TV and then I got the, the job after Jimmy. Um, and so it just seemed a natural thing. And people always nowadays are always like, you should do Saturday Night Live or you should have, you should have done that. I go, I can't take the pay cut. Steve Byrne would love it. He'll <laughs> <laughs> snap it up. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. People, that, don't that... Understand, people don't understand Saturday Night Live. You start it like, and this will sound big, 7500 bucks an episode, but realize you only get like 10 episodes or something like that. Even if you get 15 or 20 or whatever, you're paying an agent, a manager, and you're living in New York City. Right. You, you've got to have a roommate. I mean, it's it's not like the glamorous thing. Now, other things, if you, your stand-up career can be boom by that, and that's where you can make a lot of money. But it's it's one of those things. And I have kids, and you know, people always ask me, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I'm like, I have an 11 year old and a nine year old, and I got to coach flag football sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and what am I really going to be? You know, I, I just look at it like you know, like. Am I going to be a superstar? No, I, I, I don't care. It's, there's only certain people, and a lot of it is luck. So it's right. almost like, you know, I'll just do what I can. I, I'm really lucky to be where I'm at and uh, just uh, take all the crazy money that they'll pay me while I'm doing this. What, what, what's something that you haven't done that you'd love to still do? You know, until recently, it, I, I, the one thing that I always wanted to do was be – uh, my original goal in, in, in acting or whatever you want to call this in Hollywood was I wanted to be a talk show guest. I didn't even want to be a talk show host. <laughs> oh, wow. I just wanted to be a guest. Right. Just like a Jonathan Winters or Robin Williams going on and making people laugh and being done and then doing whatever. I didn't think of myself as an actor or anything, although I've had people say you could probably act and you see that uh, it looks like you've got that ability and, and all that kind of stuff. So just recently, I started taking acting classes and finding uh, that I, I think I can act. So I would probably like to do some small parts in like real movies, like real real acting. I don't think I'm there yet, but that's probably the, the, the route I'd want to go is just try and do some small parts and see if I could eventually get something. I mean, I'm really into all I do is watch uh, this uh, is Netflix uh, binge watch shows on television that are like serial television, mm-hmm. it's just episode after episode after episode. And it's how I've, it's partially how I've lost a bunch of weight is because I just put it on, get on the treadmill and run for an hour. And, uh, and, and, and while watching, whether it's true detective or, uh, mad men or something like that. Right. I, I was like out of the loop as far as pop culture a couple of years ago. I didn't know anything. And now I, I'm into that. And that's, that's all I do is game of Thrones, all that kind of stuff. Right. I, I gotta ask you: Has there been an impression, perhaps that that you just you've oh, you were so passionate about, but you couldn't crack? Yeah, there's nothing like uh, slowing down an interview with a question like that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> no, well, no. There, I asked there what he wanted to do. I mean, there, What's your biggest there failure? There's so many. There's so many that I can't do that happens all the time. I don't even do a good joke question. Part of the thing is, and I don't. This is why I don't want to watch anybody else who does impressions, is because. I, one thing you want to do is to come up with your own impression that nobody else does. Right. And if you do something that somebody else does, I look at it as the same way as a joke, you know, as, as comedians with jokes. I don't want to watch somebody do an impression and then do them doing an impression. And right. it's, it's going to happen, you know, if you see somebody else do one, because like Kevin Pollack talks about it, it's unlocking it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, 
I try to stay away from that. So that was part of, you know, even staying away from watching comedy in general. Uh, uh, so, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things that I, there are plenty of impressions I haven't done. And, uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll see somebody do an impression that, that I don't do at all. And I'm like, God, I wish I had to come up with that and then right. move on. Or, or if it's one that I'm already working on, I, I try to come up with it a different way than what they're doing. And it, the, the, the quintessential Bush and still one of them is Will Ferrell. And I do a completely different version of George W. Bush than he does. He's got that college fret boy. Yeah. That thing. <laughs> Mine's more like a dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you, have you met Bush? I was supposed to perform at the, at the, uh, uh, I, I did the congressional correspondence dinner. He was supposed to be there, but it was after Cheney shot the guy in that, uh, the duck that, hunting. Uh, yeah. That duck hunting. Trip. Yeah. And then I found out that they wanted Cheney to be seen laughing. So that's why they only had him there and not the, not the president there at the time, because they didn't want to see, uh, uh you know, it would have taken away from Cheney, uh, in hysterics. <laughs> Well, Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, ah, that thing's kind of laughing. What's the which comedy? Sounds like, which sounds like the geese, which they try. You know, <laughs> Frank, what's, what's the combination of, of you doing stuff for ESPN and, and sports stuff and you being on the road? Because you were in Vegas for a little bit. Did you like that gig? Well, you're going to find out I never like any gigs. Um, <laughs> it was fine. I mean, it's Vegas. It's, I was yeah. in the wrong kind of theater in the wrong hotel, and uh, I, they they were nice to me. It wasn't that. It was it was just. I, and I lived in Phoenix, so I was I was going back and forth and commuting, and I had kids in, in grade school, and I wasn't seeing a lot of them. So that part made me unhappy. And the Vegas, you know, in Vegas, you've got somebody from Albuquerque sitting next to somebody from Alabama sitting next to somebody from Los Angeles, and they all laugh at different things. It's not like a normal comedy club or a theater where people are laughing with the same shared experiences. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a totally different feeling every night. And plus people have lost a lot of money and they're, they're just miserable <laughs> when they're <laughs> yeah. in Vegas. Uh, a lot of the time, because yeah, I don't know if you know this, not a lot of people winning out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, is Vegas something you would revisit? It, it would it be something you'd go back after having that experience of saying, you know, this is what I want to do again. If I had a second crack at it. Or is it just something not no, even on the horizon? No, I would just do it in short spurts. I think, I mean, for me, just doing little bits here and there. I, 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 I like uh, just doing one or two shows a week. I, I don't like doing that five shows a week. It, it just becomes so much of a job. And you right. have to do, you know, people are paying $50, $70 per show in, uh, in Vegas. And that's why I added some stuff with the band and stuff like that. Um, because... They're paying so much for a ticket. I just want them to have more. And you don't want to work on any jokes. It's hard enough to work on a couple jokes at a theater. I always love clubs because that's one thing I always love going and doing is because in a club, you can do 45 minutes and spend 15 minutes throughout your act or even more just messing with things, trying to figure stuff out because the audience is so close to you and they're willing to go with you on that stuff. Mm-hmm. You go to a theater, you feel more like a play or something like that, like it should be more proper. Right. So, uh, and the tickets usually bigger. So I think about all that stuff. I mean, some, I wish I had like the thing that a lot of comedians have where it's like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to go and do my art, but I've always been kind of a business person, which I think has hurt me as well. 
Mm-hmm. I, I do it for the business side of it and try and, and do things. And I, I think it's cost me in, in the uh, artistic growth. And that's one, one of the, I think one of the things, one of the critiques people have had about me, I think they're right. I mean, it's, it's just that, you know, when they're saying it, I feel bad about it, but I'm also counting my money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, how terrible is that? <laughs> I'm ironing, I'm ironing cash right now. <laughs> is it, is it? Caliendo enjoying the, enjoying going to the bank and <laughs> Is it grading when you fly and someone's next to you? Look, as a comic, you can get you know, tell me a joke, but right, is it just grading and grinding on you for, for my people voicemail. to? Yeah, is that the thing that you get asked most to do? Is is voicemails? Re- record my voicemail. I get a bunch of those. Um, and uh, let's see. I, I, the worst is when somebody wants to, uh, when they trick me. And the trick is, they'll come up, they go, I love it when you do Yoda, man. And I'm thinking, anybody can do Yoda. <laughs> and then and then they go into theirs. So oh, no. Oh, good. That's excellent. I thought Frank Oz was standing here. <laughs> Let me get Laura Michaels on the phone. It's brilliant. <laughs> but yeah. that happens a lot where people will want their voicemails recorded. Yeah. What was that? That'll was happen. Because it was Gary talking. That'll, <laughs> that'll happen a lot. People will want their voicemails recorded. They'll be like, hey, can you say that I'm not yeah, home, but know, this is George Bush? You know, it's not so much when uh, out in the in public. I used to do, like, sign stuff after shows, out, out after the after the shows. And that's where people would, I mean, I don't know. I, I always thought that it's, I, I would sign anything for somebody, give them my fingerprint, whatever they want. But it, it's weird. You guys, nothing on that? Fingerprint? Come on. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've, only done it, I've only done it once. The, I would, but, but it's weird when somebody wants you to spend 10 minutes doing their voice. It's not bad. It, it's one thing, too, when you do their voicemail. But if they don't like it and want you to re-record it, that's oh work. god, that's like a homeless no, guy no, asking no. for another dollar. That's what that is. Like you ever do give the homeless guy a dollar? He's like, give me another dollar. What? <laughs> <laughs> One more time, but really hit it harder this time. <laughs> He's directing you through. Yeah, now, yeah, absolutely. I've had that. How fun is it though working it with with and at ESPN? Because it just seems like they don't take themselves all that seriously and i i've always loved their commercials i love the creative behind it is it as fun of a vibe as they portray i, I obviously you know it's going to be a skewed question but I, it just seems like an awesome no not even close i mean that's all business over there i mean it really is the the um they they're a news organization and a lot of the a lot of the people who sports news and when mm-hmm. a lot of the people the anchors and stuff like that especially the reporters, they don't want them to be funny and silly. It's, they get that some of the sports center anchors in the promos and the promos are for like the, usually the bigger quote unquote stars of the network, Mm -hmm. the Scott Van Pelt's and uh, people like that. So that promo department's a completely different department outside of the network. And most of the time, they don't want people making fun of other people at ESPN, but then they hired me on to actually do that. Right, so I had right. a couple people who were trying to help me. Some people were like, hey, I wouldn't do that, I make fun of that person. I've gotten in trouble and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I know, but I'm not a reporter. And they actually asked me to make fun of these people. And they're like, ah, cool. Go ahead. Just trying to help you out, dude. Oh, right. So, right. Uh, yeah. So it's, 
you know, they want they want their their serious people to be taken seriously most of the time, uh, especially on air. And then, um, you know, that's that's what I'm I'm about is going there and kind of making fun of the network. I think especially with sometimes they it just gets so serious and they know it's just quote unquote just sports, but. I mean, it's it's crazy how big of a moneymaker sports are, not just even like ESPN and, uh, you know, others, you know, whether it's Fox on Sundays or CBS or NBC. uh, It's it's just crazy how big a business it is. And even locally, but, you know, when you have an NFL football team, things just it's amazing how much the businesses are just thrive around it when it's when it's going. And like, look at the Cleveland uh, um, uh, Cavaliers with LeBron James. That's a basketball team, not a football team, Gary. <laughs> Listen up. Gary, it's not a WNBA <laughs> team. It's an actual NBA <laughs> team. So, <laughs> I just saved myself from getting fired. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look at the business in Cleveland. That whole downtown is revived because of LeBron James, one guy, and makes the team better. So, you need those superstars, but the NFL just kind of sells itself, and every team is kind of like that kind of power. It'll be interesting what happens what happens in Los Angeles now too. If if they're just getting the one team or two teams, or what that dynamic will be as well. Uh, I do I do think the one weird thing about the West Coast, and I've always found this that my audiences are smaller on the West Coast than like East Coast, where because just... pregame shows pregame shows are on at nine o'clock in the morning uh, out on the West Coast. Right. It, I used to be on at, uh, if the game was at 1, I'd be on about 12.45, usually about 12.30 Eastern uh, mm-hmm. or so on ESPN, or somewhere between 11.30 and 12.30. At least people are up and moving. People in L.A., they haven't even gotten up to go t- you know, to the coffee shop yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Slower moving. What, 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 are your, what are your predictions for uh, the football games? What do you think? Uh, NFL? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Cavs. The Cavs. The Sparks. Uh, LA Sparks. I'm going to go, uh, I think the, and I don't know. I, I want, I, I really want uh, the Cardinals to win. Uh, I think they can. I, I was just, I was blown away by Carolina. I was, I, I actually texted some guys, not players, but people in management over at, uh, at the Cardinals and said, hey, uh, make sure you have a good first half. All you need is a decent first half. Because Carolina was had 31 points in the first half, I don't think they scored in the second half. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, Carolina, I, I'd like to see Peyton Manning play too. I, although, if the Cardinals play Denver, I, I don't really want to see. I don't want to see Peyton Manning lose a Super Bowl. But, and I don't mind. Again, I'm like, I'm one. I mean, I kind of like dynasties too. I, uh, the Patriots don't bother me. A lot of people get mad about the Patriots and all the stuff about cheaters and blah blah blah. I was like, ah, I don't know. It, it's Tom Brady, with with fully inflated footballs, had a pretty dang good year this year, and he barely had anybody to throw to again. So, right, it's amazing what that guy does. I got to ask you this because you mentioned fantasy football a little bit ago, and we've seen just how how fantasy football's just blown up. And you've been affiliated with the NFL for so long now. Have you seen the popularity of NFL just skyrocket? Um, from the inception, basically, of fantasy football and it, it taking over, or have you? Do you just think that football's always just been as popular, or has fantasy helped the viewership? Well, I think fantasy has helped, but remember, it's only sixteen games during the season. Right. Everything else has baseball. People don't have people don't have the attention spans anymore. 
uh, for baseball for a full season. My son can't even watch it. I loved baseball growing up. Uh, right. I still love it, but it's it's a game that kids have a tough time getting into. Uh, basketball's eighty was it eighty two games? Eighty two, yeah. So those are long seasons. When you have sixteen games, and it's what every game really matters. And on any given Sunday, like they say, anything can happen. You don't know. It's every game so important. I, I think it's partially that, and I do think because I think the fantasy aspect of only having 16 games is huge as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's you know you try to you try and do a 162 game season of fantasy baseball. This yeah. isn't the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Do they even have that? Do they have? They fantasy? do. <laughs> they do. I have friends that do fantasy va- baseball. And wow. Like, why? I why did I? Why am I doing this to myself? It it just it's it's brutal. I can't imagine going that long. And, um, Frank, are you going to be in uh, Santa Clara for the uh, uh, Super Bowl? I'll be out there for a couple of days, um, and then I got to come back and coach a flag football game. So <laughs> there you go. I do. I really do. I and I'm a ter- I'm a ter- well, We should have crushed the team we played this week, and uh, it's kind of a everybody plays kind of a league too. Of course, so I'm caught in between trying to win and trying to do all this and and get everybody in and stuff like that. And uh, I tanked it. So we, we have way better kids than what the score was. We should have destroyed the team. It was pretty much my fault. But well, I have a as feeling I told that... The parents, I, as I told the parents, I'm better at making fun of, a, of football than... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> than coaching it? Well, we can't thank you enough, yeah, Frank. Frank. Listen, I'm, I would be the prime person I made fun of if I... If I was talking about, if I was an NFL coach, the stuff I did, we had like two minutes left. I'm still running the Chip Kelly offense instead of <laughs> holding the ball. I'm just trying to get all the kids extra plays. You know, I'm just trying of to course. get them as much plays. And then they wanted us to kneel at the end. Like other coaches, like just take a knee, just take a knee. I'm like, this kid hasn't touched the ball yet. I got to have him run. They're like, what if yeah. he fumbles? I'm like, it's a dead ball. The only way he can get the ball. They, the other team could get the ball is if they steal it away from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys could use a player like Gary Cannon, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm in. I'll no athleticism yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. I'll come uh, down. Caliendo, we cannot thank yeah. you enough. And, uh, you know, now that my Steelers got bounced, I'm rooting for your cards. So I hope the cards go all the way. And thank you so much and look forward to hopefully seeing you doing some acting soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, <laughs> and by the way, uh, all of his uh, dates uh, for his tour because he's still touring. Uh, FrankOnStage.com and at Frank Caliendo for his Twitter feed. So that'll yeah, definitely absolutely. get you two people looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gary, and that's, and that's there that's you go. Even Gary, that's that's us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take a look. Well, all the best, bud. Yeah, Thanks hey. so much for calling in. This is a, a an absolute awesome surprise, and it's great to get to connect with you again, man. Thanks so much, bud. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All Thanks, right. Frank. Love you, Frank. That's awesome, right. man. Bye. Frank Caliendo, great friend. Yeah. Uh, couldn't be a nicer guy. I remember Super when we were nice. touring on the Sullivan tour, he actually came by one night while we were at the stand-up live yeah. in Phoenix. He came to just hang. And we're like, dude, you should go up. And a lot of comics do that where they'll come. Oh, yeah. I came to hang out. But they're there to do some time and, you know, take a victory lap. But Burt he Reicher. was. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. true, yeah. <laughs> Frank came, hung out. We had a great time. Yeah. He couldn't be a, a nicer guy and just so talented. Yeah. And uh, we thank him for his time. That was that was great. Um, awesome. 
Well, I think we should uh, give head something into away. The... Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, do it. What are uh, we doing? Frank was talking about Vegas. Sure. The kind folks at Vegas.com oh. gave us a five hundred dollar uh, gift certificate. You can apply it towards show tickets, hotels, anything in Vegas, as long as it's booked through Vegas.com. Okay. Five hundred bucks to the twelfth caller with the phrase that pays. They will walk away with a Vegas.com gift card. Wow, it's great. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So fun. Yeah, good day. Who has come through? By the way, one more time, the special, Chicago, February 6th, Lincoln Hall, two shows, almost sold out. Boom! What is going yeah. on, Gary? Yeah, maybe I got this a little- This is not you. I don't know who you are maybe anymore. Maybe I got a little action this morning. I don't know what's going on, I think on, you got Steve. laid. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good week. I think week. you got laid. Well, we'd like um, to thank Frank Caliendo for calling in. Always so much fun to talk to him. Always. Uh, the best. What was his website again? Uh, Frankonstage.com. Frankonstage.com. He's going to be performing a bunch of places. I just saw a schedule. It looks great. And your uh, your website is Gary in the Banquet Room? <laughs> Garyinbed.com. Garyinbed.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Cannon Comedy. At Steve Byrne Live. Uh, so, guys, we are, we've been doing this for quite a few weeks now. I think we're still under 30 episodes. Yeah. We're, we've, Gary and I have discussed what we're going to plan to do. So we've, I think, experimented quite a bit with the dojo. I think we now have a better direction. So we're looking forward to this next year. We're providing you guys with some greater entertainment. Let us know if you're listening. (laughs) Because we go to iTunes and we look up and there's some reviews, but... uh, I feel like there's more people that listen than actually let us know that they listen. Yeah. So if you're listening, write us a review on iTunes. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Give us a follow. Thank you guys so much. And hopefully, if anybody's in Chicago, we will see you February 6th, Lincoln Hall.